Now, as Matt said, one of the things we've been doing together this last month or so as a church is learning from the same passages. So while we have been learning in here, um, and then the kids have been learning out in their groups, and this, we're going to bring everything together in our final um, session, pulling together some of the ideas from Romans 8 that you've been thinking about in your groups and the grown-ups in here as well. And the story so far in Romans 8 we've seen is Paul saying to us that even though it can be really hard to be a Christian, even though there can be sin or there can be suffering, there can be really hard times, God has an amazing plan for us and he's not going to let us go. And we said last week, the grown-ups, it's a bit like getting onto an escalator. You know when you go into the, the shops maybe at the Westgate and you go onto the escalator and you can't stop going up? It just keeps going and keeps going and it's a really good thing. But God foreknew, he predestined, he called, he justified, and he glorified us, we said last week. And God will get us to glory. And there we will see God, and there we will be like his son. Elsewhere in the Bible, we describe, or sometimes heaven is described as being a bit like a party. Now, I know some people have issues with balloons, but heaven would be like a party, it says in the Bible somewhere else. I wonder... I wonder whether in heaven we might have joy and happiness. I wonder whether there might be balloons. I wonder if there might be bouncy castles, candy floss, monster munch, marshmallows. Um, some of you will have a, a sheet to work through with some boxes to tick. There will be particular words you're listing out for. You've just missed one. There will be good things. There will be bodies that don't get old and break and decay. We won't have hearts that run after other things, but actually keep running after God. We won't keep trying to do things our way, but we'll do things his way all the time. And it almost feels like we were made for that party. And for Christians, God has given us a ticket to get there. Now, I have some tickets. I have some invites for the party. I'm going to need some help to get these invites out. So if I can give a handful to various people, if you can go around the room and give them not just to children, but to grown-ups as well, because all Christians have an invite. So if we could be getting on with that while I carry on with this, I have lots more. Who would like to be a post-boy or girl? Party invites? Anybody like to give some party invites? Can you go to the room? Thank you, Bella. Party invites, please. And on the back of the party invite, you might find an outline for our three little talks. Any grown-ups want to give... Po- no, I'm just going to... Tom So, God has given us an invite, a ticket for the party. And he promises that he will get us to the party. He does. Jolie, I know. Maybe Joel knows that one of the problems with promises sometimes is they can be tricky. Someone promises you something, but doesn't actually follow through. Has anybody got an example of something that you have promised for somebody else, but they've not been able, or but you've not been able to do that promise? So maybe you promised to help somebody with something and you couldn't do it. Any examples? Kids, or I'm going to go grown-ups. Any examples of where we promised to do something but can't actually follow through on that promise. Hannah's got one. Go. Say again. Giving Stew a lion. So <laughs> Hannah might promise Stew will have a lion, but actually perhaps there's crying, and it doesn't quite work. And maybe you know from experience when your parents promise you something, 
but that promise doesn't happen. Maybe at school your teacher promises you something, but it doesn't happen. Maybe they promise you an extra long... Thank you very much. Any, anybody not got an invite? There are more in here. Um, why don't you take them with you as well and put them in your Bible and remember what God says about the party. On the back, you're gonna, what we're looking at this morning. Um, maybe your teacher promises you an extra long playtime, but then it's too rainy or too windy, so you have to come in. Maybe your parents promise you macaroni cheese, your favourite dinner, but then there's no cheese, or the pasta's all gone. Maybe they promised they would take you somewhere special, but it doesn't actually work out. We run out of petrol. Maybe they promise you a certain present for Christmas, but then it's not there. I remember when I was seven, true story, I was promised some special Star Wars figures. Um, I was a seven-year-old boy, and I woke up on Christmas morning. Do you know, it turns out on Christmas Eve, all the Star Wars figures had gone from the shops. Except for one figure called Reyes, and he had three eyes, and he was rubbish, and nobody wanted him. <laughs> so I had three copies of Reyes, a bit part character in Star Wars. Maybe sometimes we make promises to people, but we don't follow through on those promises. But do you know what? God always does. God always follows through on his promises. We can always trust him. His plans always work. He never changes his mind. He is always powerful enough to make his plans happen. So we can trust he will get us to the party. God has an amazing plan. That's enough for now. Why don't you... They're staying here for actions. Yeah. Over to Matt for a moment. Uh, God has an amazing plan. He will get us to his party. Um, our next song is one that we'll all know, um, and it'll help us to see, see again how great God is and how amazing his plan is. We've seen that God has an amazing plan, but God's amazing plan is unstoppable. But when I say that, do you sometimes have some questions as to whether actually that's true? Paul helps us when we have those kind of doubts, and he says, well... What about when we doubt things like, will we get there? What about our enemies, says Paul? Have a look down at your passage in front of you, or if you want, I've got a slightly different version on here as well. Maybe we'll read it all together from here. Um, what about my enemies? Now, I'm going to do an action, or I, you're going to do an action as well, um, for each point, just because it helps me to remember it. I find if I do something, then it helps me to memorize and to recall it. So, what about my enemies? I think we should go for a sword. So, can we hold our swords? Grown-ups too, I'm watching. There we go, thank you very much. So what about my enemies? First question. Right, let's read it together from the screen, shall we? What shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? Since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, won't he also give us everything else? You see, it's as if someone is going to come and try and rip your invite out of your hands, block you from getting into the party. Maybe there are people who don't want you to get there. Maybe there are, it feels like there are attackers who say, well, do you know, that party, it's not actually for you. Um, do you know your, the invite you received? It was a typo. It went to the wrong place. It's not actually an invite for you. You don't deserve to be at the party. 
Maybe sometimes we feel like those kind of questions going around. Maybe you're worried you might turn up to the party, you knock on the door of the party, and they open it. Uh, sorry, I don't recognize you. Your name's not on the guest list. But look what Paul says in verse 31. God is on our side. Nothing can stop us from getting to his party that he's invited us to. It's a bit like having your big brother at school to protect you in the playground. You know, you get into a fight at school, and you're five, and you've got an, a brother in year six who comes and stands up for you. No one will mess with him. Well, so Paul says, if God is for us, if God is for us, who can be against us? No one can be against us, because he is in charge. They won't stand a chance. They won't be able to stop you getting into the party that he is taking you to. There is no one stronger than him. And look, verse 32, the last bit as well. He's given you the ticket. Getting the invite to you was the hard thing. Jesus dying on the cross and you trusting him, that's why you have the invite. That is the hard thing. He's done the hard work already. The really hard thing was that. The next bit is easy, comparatively. Getting the invite into your hands is the hard thing. That came through the death of Jesus. Getting you to glory is the really easy thing, says Paul. I think, okay, all right, we'll go with that for now then, Paul. But maybe it's not the enemies, actually, that are trying to stop us that worry us. Maybe it's what they say about you. Maybe that's what worries you in terms of getting to the party. Maybe you know they've got a point. Maybe you know that you, you are a Christian, but you keep mucking up, and you keep getting it wrong, and you keep making the same mistakes again and again and again. And you think, well... Maybe I'm not good enough for the party. Actually, maybe I'm not good enough for God and I'm not good enough for the party. And so our second question is not just what about my enemies, but what about my sin? Okay, what about my enemies? We have a sword. What about my sin? We're going to thumb into heart. Okay, what about our sin? Let's see what Paul says there. Again, on the screen, let's read it together. Who dares accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? No one. For God himself has given us right standing with himself. Who then will condemn us? No one. For Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us. And he is sitting in the place of honour at God's right hand, pleading for us. You see, that's the special thing about this party. It is only for people who are friends with God. And when we worry that we're not good enough for the party, we're not good enough for God, maybe we think, well, it's one sin too many or one sin too big or I've done it again. Well, actually, we need to remember how it is that we are friends with God. If you've been here for the last few weeks, you might remember Romans 8 verse 1. I'll give you a moment to recall it, because as a church, we've been trying to learn it and store it away in our hearts. I'm going to give you a clue. The first word is therefore. Okay, should we, going to join me? Should we go for it? Therefore, there is... Amazing. You see, nice one, remembering it. We... We're not at the party because we're good enough. We're not invited to the party because we're good enough. On our own, we're not good enough for the party. 
On our own, we're not good enough for God. But remember, it's for those who are in Christ Jesus. And we said being in Christ Jesus is like we're trusting him and we are so tightly joined to him. It's as if God looks at us and sees Jesus. Maybe think about it like this. Think about going to a party and you know there's a special dress code for your party. You know you can only get in if you wear the right clothes. But the problem is you can't make the clothes, however talented you are, You can't buy the clothes. You can't go on eBay or Amazon or wherever in town to buy the clothes. You can't steal the clothes. You have to be wearing the right clothes to go to this party. Where do you get the clothes from? Jesus gives us the clothes for his party. It's like he makes you ready for the party. And he says to the doorman, oh, yeah, 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 that that one. She's mine. Look at the clothes she's wearing. I gave them to her. You can invite her in. She's on the list. Or, or he's mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He might look a bit unsightly, but actually, I love him, and I've given him those clothes, and I've died for him. I care about him. You can let those guys in. So verse 34, who then will condemn us? No one, for Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us. He's sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand, pleading for us. And so when we feel like we're not good enough for the party, which... Do you know, kids and grown-ups, we all do at times. We need to talk to ourselves and remember why it is we can be at the party. We're not going to be allowed to the party because of how good we are, because we're a 10 out of 10 or a 9.5 out of 10. Or... No, we're going to be allowed to the party because Jesus has won a place for us, because Jesus died for us. Jesus gave us the clothes for us to wear. And we say, all right, Paul, I'll go with that for now. But then sometimes as Christians, and we're very good at worrying, aren't we? We have more worries, more worries about getting into the party, more worries about getting into glory because of our our suffering, perhaps. Maybe of something that will block us. And so our third question is, but what about my suffering? So we're going to have our enemies, our sin. I'm going to go suffering. I'm going to go an X. I know that's like an X factor judge thing, but we're not going to... The four at the back over there, you can't do that. That's fine. <laughs> but to try and stop us. say so suffering that might stop us, okay? Maybe something will happen, we think. Something that might mean we drop off the guest list. We, we lie in bed worrying at night. Doubts start to creep in. Maybe God doesn't love me anymore. Maybe he's forgotten about me. Maybe my life is harder than I thought it would be. And I think... Actually, maybe God isn't there. Maybe my life is hurting too much. And you know, Paul gives us an example of this from earlier in the Bible. Um, It's verse 36, if you've got your Bible in front of you. It's on the screen as well. As the scriptures say, for your sake we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. You wonder why the sheep was there, didn't you? It's because it came in at the wrong time. That's fine. (laughs) And the story comes from Psalm 44. And it's a very sad psalm. And it's a psalm when God's people felt like sheep, but not sheep in a good way. Not kind of dancing around in the fields and galloping around, but actually sheep about to be slaughtered. It was a very sad psalm. It feels like God has left them. They say, it feels like, God, why aren't you looking after us anymore? Why aren't you protecting us anymore, God? What have we done to deserve this, God? Are you sleeping? Can you wake up, please? Maybe it felt like their prayers were bouncing off the ceiling. Maybe it felt like God wasn't there. 
They didn't know what to do about it. And so they cried out to him. And at the end of the psalm, there's no answer. God leaves them hanging. And therefore, so will I. I'll have another one in a bit. Thank you very much, Nate. So what have we seen so far? We have seen that God has an amazing plan. That is, he is going to get his people to be with him forever. And we've seen that his amazing plan is unstoppable, even though we might have some questions and doubts and concerns because of our enemies, because of our sin, and because of our... Thank you very much. Should we try again? Because of our enemies, because of our... And because of our... Thank you very much. And yet, do you know what? What Paul tells us in Romans 8, as Nate just read for us... Oh, there we go. Sorry, enemies, sin, and suffering. Is that God's amazing plan is unstoppable because of his love. You see, last time we left it on a cliffhanger. We left it with Psalm 44. Is there anything that can stop us from getting into the amazing party that God has set up? Can our enemies stop us? No, they can't. Because God is even bigger. And he's done the costly thing already. He's done the hard work. Getting us to be with him is easy now. Can sin stop us? No, we, we are not condemned. Whatever we feel like at times, we are not condemned. Can suffering stop us? No. Have a look at the next bit in verse 37 to 39. Why don't we read it again? Um, in fact, if those of you who can't read, and I'm aware that some of you can't, why don't you try and count how many times you see the word love, or how many times you hear the word love from these verses, okay? So let's read it together, verse 37. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. And I'm convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below, indeed nothing in all creation was ever from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now I was trying to read and count at the same time. How many loves for you, particularly you non-kind of readers? Ollie reckons four. Excellent. Four here as well. Any, any advance on four? We think there are four loves. You see, nothing can separate us from God because he loves us. It's not just that God is really, 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 really powerful. And we thought about that as we sang, our God is a great big God. So he can look after us and, and get us to the party. It's not just that he's really powerful, but it's more than that. He is really loving as well, which means he uses his power in a really good way. Now, God is not like the distant figure who just works really, really hard to make something happen. Maybe the headmaster who has turned the school around, who gets the results, who gets the grades, Ofsted are happy now. But actually, the headmaster is always angry and grumpy and cross with people no no god is powerful and he is loving and kind he he loves us he loves us so much that nothing can stop us from arriving at the party and the thing is we're not very good at remembering sometimes that god loves us which is why paul has to repeat it once twice three times four times in these verses 
And I can tell you, kids, if a grown-up has to repeat something four times, they really want you to remember it. And so Paul really wants us to remember that God uses his power in a way that is loving. Nothing can stop him loving us. I'd like you to imagine you've gone to a birthday party with a friend. Okay? And as you look at all the presents they've opened on the table, maybe you're comparing the presents there. You think, wow, that is enormous, that present, whereas that they've just given them an Amazon voucher for £2.50. And you think, this enormous present here, that person must really love that person whose birthday it is. You know, if it's a close friend, you might get someone something big and exciting, and you know that they will love it. You'll be really generous, won't you? For people we love, we give up a lot. For people we love, we're really generous. And so just look at how much God loves us. I mean, he loved us so much, he was willing to give up his son for us. For Jesus to die for us, that we might have the invite. That we might be included in his plan. That we might be justified and glorified. He really loves us, and so nothing can stop us getting to the party. I mean, not even death, verse 38, or life. At the cross, Jesus defeated death. That's not going to be a barrier. Not demons or angels. They are no match for God because at the cross, Jesus defeated all evil powers. Neither are our fears for today or our worries about tomorrow. I love that little phrase. What makes you feel afraid? What makes you worry? What makes you lie in bed at night not being able to get to sleep? Because sometimes we forget God is bigger than those things. Not even the powers of hell, says Paul, or any power, nothing is any match for God. He is powerful, but it's more than just him being powerful. He is powerful and he is loving. He uses his power in a good way to make sure we will get to the party. And so nothing will stop us getting to the party. Let's read that final verse 39 together as we finish. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Let me pray for us and then we'll sing again. Our Father in heaven, we do say sorry for when we don't trust you. Sometimes we find it hard to trust you. Sometimes we think that our our enemies or our sin or our suffering will stop us from being with you. And so we thank you that you are powerful. But more than that, we thank you that you are powerful and you are loving. Thank you that you are good. Thank you that nothing will stop us getting to the party because of Jesus. Amen.